This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Welcome to a Joycast from Joy 94.9. Visit joy.org.au to find out more about our Joycasts. And welcome to Leilinko with Basha and Tian on Joy 94.9. Welcome to our lovely show. Head to joy.org.au right now and you can find our program page on the right-hand side of the screen. Click on it and link up with us on Facebook. Also, you can send us a text on 0427JOY949 or email it on air at joy.org.au. Hi, Basha. Hello, Tian. How are you going? I'm lovely. How are you? Fabulous. We oh. had a beautiful day today, didn't we? It was a beautiful day today. I know. It was like, remembered it was summer and warm. Yes, it was quite Nice. Anyway, would you like to tell people what we're talking about on the show tonight? Well, tonight we're going to be talking to Mark and Erin from the Northern Raiders Women's Gridiron team. Mm. They're going to be telling us all, all things gridiron. They are going to be telling us all things women's gridiron. Oh, yeah, women's gridiron. I thought that was implied, but yes, yeah, sorry. I should say women's gridiron. But well, yeah. it's, it's very interesting because they're in Melbourne now, so I'm excited. Yes, we have our own team. Mm. Or teams. Teams. Four. So, yes. And hopefully if we get time, we're going to be talking about who wears the pants in the relationship. <laughs> Which will be interesting. Mm. Yeah. yeah. And you've got some politics to talk about. Yes. Because I don't know if you saw the paper on Saturday. No? No? Okay, fine. I don't read the paper. Oh, well. Yeah. Front page of The Age, Abbott decided to finally say that he's not going to allow a conscience vote or he's not going to allow a discussion after the election, which is what he's sort of been implying over the last few weeks. So we sort of clear about it now, which is good because now we know where he stands. Yes, but I think some people are still kind of sitting on the fence at the moment about whether to stick with Gillard or go with Abbott. I've got to say, Gillard's got like a new makeover or something. <laughs> really? Yeah, I've seen her on a few programs of, of late and she's very she's very toned down. So I saw her on the Insider program. Did she get her hair did? Yeah, she's got her hair sort of, it's it's more of a, a neutral colour, so it's not that sort of vibrant colour. That vibrant backstabbing red? Yeah, no, she's got that sort of a very neutral colour and she looked, I've got to say her look was quite plain, but it was actually quite clever because no no listen because yeah, go on, get you, were, you had to focus on her words because there was nothing distracting you about anything she was saying anyway so Barry was asking her about you know the fact about gay marriage and you know is she going to listen to the fact that 60% of the Australian population want marriage equality and is she going to finally allow us to have this and she said that even though her opinion is that she's not for it she's not pushing that on her party but but she feels that we should, you know, that that all parties should vote equally to get it through. So basically inclining that, you know, that Abbott should allow a conscience vote and that, you know, a conservative government like in New Zealand has allowed a conscience vote and they came through and they won. So she hasn't really said yes, she hasn't said no, but she's basically saying, well, if Abbott gets in the in the gear and says, okay, we'll do it, then it'll probably go through. So it was interesting, but, you know, we've got to consider that at the next election we'll probably lose most of our supporters. Yes, well... Hmm. So I'm, I'm, you know what I'm like when it comes to politics? It's it's not exactly my favourite conversation to have with you. No, it's not. I know it glazes your eyes over and you get a bit bored. But, Just you know, like come on. You've got a ring on your finger. Don't you want to get legally married? I do want to get legally married. But so, at the end of the day, it not being legal is not going to stop me. And I know, it's also not going to stop the huge prize tag. Let's just face it. I know. But, you know, wouldn't it be nice to get the support? I'm saving money because I don't have to, ha- I don't have to hire a real celebrant. So technically it's a 
win-win. Hey. <laughs> Sorry. Basha is going to be my celebrant. There's a spoiler for my wedding for you. Now, of course, look, if you do want to send us a text in the studio, you can do so by uh, sending it through to 0427JOY949 or emailing at onair at joy.org.au. Joined very soon by Mark and Erin from the Northern Raiders Women's Gridiron team. We are so excited to have them here. You're with Basha and Tian. This is Leilink on Joy. Welcome back to Leilink. You're with Basha and Tian on Joy 94.9. Send us a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. We love it when you get in contact with us here on the show. Now, Basha, we are joined by some very special guests. Yes, we have Mark and Erin. Hello. Hello. Thanks for having us. Hi. Hi. Now, you're here for a very important reason. It has nothing to do with Star Wars, but it does have something to do with... Women's gridiron. Correct. Three points to mark. Okay. (laughs) Now, you're from a team here in Melbourne? Yes, the Northern Raiders. The Northern Raiders. And can you tell us a little bit about gridiron? Gridiron's a sport that originated in the United States. It was launched from rugby to start with, and we've been playing the men's competition here in Victoria for close to 30 years or, or thereabouts. And now women have been given the right and empowered to play gridiron as well. And they're, of course, playing with some lovely protective gear, which you've brought into this studio. Mm-hmm. Lovely helmet. Yeah, that helmet is so heavy. It uh, definitely takes a bit of getting used to. I remember the first time I put on a helmet, it felt like I was about to do a couple of somersaults in a row. But after you, <laughs> yeah, after you wear it a couple of times and practice, it becomes a bit more like a more uh, comfortable, more of a uniform. And it's it's really great because you feel more confident when you have it on. And it's like you're strapping on an armour. When you, when you put your helmet on, you put the pads on, you're ready to go out and play and you can feel like you can take on anyone. Is that like part of the tactic that when they come and knock you off that they pretty much knock knock you over because of the helmet being so heavy? (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't be surprised (laughs) if that's what happened. But yeah, no, it's it's a fantastic sport to to be involved in. I've actually come up up quite late. I didn't start playing until last October. So it's, uh, as Mark was saying, it's a very new sport for women in Victoria. So we're just trying to get out there and spread the word and let everyone know that that we're around and that uh, we're very welcome to anyone who wants to come and play for us. And what position do you play? I play uh, in the backfield. So I play running back. Basically, my job is to grab the ball and tuck it under my arm and take off and run as far as I can and as fast as I can without getting tackled. So, Okay. So you're one of those people that runs and then you have everyone in front of you that's protecting you. Um, yeah, that's it, yeah. I, uh, I have to rely on the girls to throw the blocks out for me, but you still do get some very heavy hits at times. I've got some uh, killer bruises and great photos to show. <laughs> okay, can you tell us sort of, what is there any difference at all between men's gridiron and women's gridiron? I'd say the most obvious is that men's is probably faster and probably more volatile, but that's not to say that the women aren't catching up with with that either. They're, they've proven very, very quickly that they can compete, compete well at a high level with high skill, and we're only at the beginning. So it just excites me to think what the brand of football these ladies are going to produce in the, in the coming years. It's, it's going to be sensational. So I, I'm just thinking now, if, if I was out there and I was listening to our show tonight, and uh, I'm not particularly the most fit person in the world, but I'm interested in women's gridiron... Mm-hmm. Am I expected that I could build up my level of fitness and get in with you guys and come to training and Absol- become part yeah, of the Yeah, absolutely. The beauty of this sport, it doesn't discriminate on, on size, weight, shape, height, tall, speed, anything like that. There's a position for everybody and even for those who are not fit, it doesn't take long with dedication coming to training, doing the run-throughs, doing the fitness and then into the skill sessions later on in the training session. They develop their own uh, um, level of fitness in, in a pretty quick fashion. So conditioning is a part of the process to become an athlete in this sport and doesn't take long. 
I think too one of the great parts about this sport is that it's quite a mental mentally challenging sport it can be absolutely at the peak of your game physically but mentally it keeps throwing up new challenges at you we have to learn plays constantly I mean you get out into the huddle and, and the quarterback gives you a play you've got 30 seconds to think right what's my role in this play what's everyone else going to be doing how am I going to execute and then you have to go out there and do the job and that happens 70 or 80 times in a game so it's always presenting new challenges and it's um it's definitely a sport that that will test you both physically and mentally what happens if you forget the play? Uh, then coach yells at you <laughs> and you get benched. <laughs> All right. So you end up throwing to the wrong person. But what happens if you get the point? I, um, I think to, as coach much as... still yells at you, but you don't go on the bench. Exactly. Okay. Right. Coach, coach hugs you and like whispers angrily in your ear while he's celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> Have I done that? <laughs> yeah, I think there is a room for, for uh, flexibility too. So, I mean, you get out there and you know, it's not we're not regimented robots who only do what coach says. It is a free-flowing and fun sport to be a part of too. Hmm. Now, Mark, how long have you been coaching Gridiron? I've been involved in coaching since about 2002, actually. Okay. Um, I have had a four-year break in between that, but back on it again and loving it. I've missed it. It's and been great. And coaching the women as opposed to the men, is it a lot different or not really? Or um, One thing I've, I've learned, the, the difference between men and women in coaching is men can be egotistical. Women can tend to be a little bit catty if they wish, if they want to be. So that's probably the two key differences. <laughs> no, never. Oh my God, catty, um, never. But you know, it's been a, a huge or steep learning curve for me because uh, women are a lot more emotional too. And sometimes my tough love approach doesn't always work with the women where I can certainly you know hammer the boys and they understand that's just the job of a coach so yeah you've got to, you've got to, got to learn along the way and give and take a bit yeah just have some tissues with you on the sidelines no no yeah. no uh, they, these girls are these girls are tough I admire them greatly yeah okay, good. so no tears on the on the field not really you know what they do though very quickly is every time something happened or they hit oh sorry you know, it's just there's no sorries in football that's your job that's what you're supposed to do so just that, that was a little bit funny yeah I know that, that was a little bit funny and a bit hard to adjust to but so could you just sort of run us through how a gridiron game would work I mean I've seen gridiron on American television and that seems pretty hardcore. So gridiron here, is it the same? Well, the definition of hardcore is, you know, to one's interpretation, but it's it's certainly a battle of wills. Aaron put it nicely that it's also a very mental game because it's highly strategic. You have two units on the park, one offence and one defence opposing each other, and it's a, a battle of over the three or four downs to get a first down or, or to move the ball forward in a defence. It's making a stand and pretty much saying to their opponents, you're not going to pass the, the line of scrimmage, we're going to stop you here. So it is a, a battle of wills, a battle of tactics and a battle of execution as well as encompassed with athletic prowess from some athletes to others. So you do try to create mismatches and you develop plays designed to break or attack weak links in your opponent and as the game unfolds and as us coaches or our, our captains or players are talking to us as the game unfolds letting us know where they feel their opponents may be weakening or we'd be able to promote the ball more positively then we would actually you know promote that with deliberate play calls uh, to attack your opponents and there's and the same would go for the defense if they feel that there's a weakness in the in the offense they will certainly send blitzes in to to uh, basically cave in your opponents yeah how many players are actually on the field uh, for the women's brand so far has been seven man football there's a hope and a wish to see it convert to nine because as this sport develops there's a hope to see the inaugural championships next year launch for the eastern seaboard states and that will be probably nine man football the view that in 2017 we can send an Australian team into a World Cup 
tournament and that'll be 11 man football so look we're, we're still at the development stage it may very well end up that we play seven man series this season and then hope to develop it into a nine man football now, there are four teams, are there not? There are four teams committed, as I understand it. It's on our, our Gridiron uh, Victoria website. So we have the Northern Raiders, uh, the Western Foxes, which is the team we initially launched last year. Melbourne Uni Royals are uh, looking to recruit as well, and they have a team there. And Geelong, uh, based at the Buccaneers, are also uh, recruiting women. So can you tell us a little bit about how this has been developing, not just here in Victoria, but in Australia? That's been exciting because uh, Queensland, probably the leaders, it's fair to say they're the leaders. They've launched their season first last year with three teams. Uh, this year they now have five committed teams into their competition. Um, New South Wales in February have committed to a competition as well now. And ACT have a couple of teams, one or two teams there. So the whole Eastern Seaboard is now linked up with the women's brand of Gridiron and it's here to stay. That's what's exciting. We're moving forward in leaps and bounds and it's been fantastic. We actually had the opportunity earlier on this year to play against a team from Queensland. They brought their All-Stars team down and a team from ACT so just within the short space as a as a sport it only launched a little over a year ago and within you know, six months to a year we were, we were playing against other other states so it's definitely a sport that, that's no doubt going to pick up and hopefully we get more girls involved and, uh, and more teams in Victoria in particular. Mm. Now with the players what sort of age group are we talking uh, over 18 okay. and uh, and then sky's the limit I've, I've i've always been open-minded from my perspective anyway if you've got a, a willing mind and, and a strong heart and a desire to compete and play uh, there's no reason why you can't have a go i think too as we touched on before there being a role for everyone there's so many different positions on the field then you're going to find the right fit you can be six six and 100 kilos or you can be like me and five two and you can still find a position where you're going to be able to contribute and you're still going to be able to play a very very strong role in the team mm. So you can sort of be like a support crew or official or something like that as well? Oh, look, the sport would definitely look to hope. You know, I hope to develop, personally, I hope to develop female coaches. I would love to see women enter in coaching. I'd love to see women enter in, in the administration side and, and continue to help build this. I don't think men should have to run it or, or, or just have to be men coaches. Western Foxes have just put on a, a women's coach, which is exciting to see. So there's the first stepping stone, and I hope there'll be many more to come. I know there's current players now that would like to eventually become coaches themselves, and if, if we can have anything to do with that, that would be outstanding. Get enough skills into them so they can be a part of a state program or, or national program. That'll just be exciting to see. And it is an all-inclusive, so all females, you know, they can be part of our community, they can be part oh, of any community, yeah. and they can come and join you guys. Any walk of life, any race, age, uh, stature, it doesn't matter. It's it's women's gridiron and that's it. It's The only people can't play are men. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's, that's, that's the good. bottom line. <laughs> we refer to ourselves as the Raider family and that's uh, pretty much how it is. We're, uh, we're all very close as teammates and we welcome anyone into our group. Mm. Now, do you need prior knowledge to come and join you, you guys, or will you get um, a bit of a rundown? How does it work? Yeah, definitely not. It's the, the kind of sport where you can, if you're like Coach said before, if you're willing to learn and if you've got the uh, the commitment and the and the determination and tenacity, then it can be taught. As I mentioned, I only came into the sport last October, so I 
I've only been a part of it for for a few months myself and you know we've got fantastic coaches as long as you're uh, you're willing to learn then you're definitely going to be able to uh, to get something out of it all right well we're going to come back to you because we have more questions and we also want to ask about lingerie league so stay tuned for that if you do have any more questions for mark and for Aaron from the gridiron team here in melbourne then we want to hear from you send us a text on 0427 joy 949 or email it on air at joy.org.au you're with basha and tian this is our show Link, and you're on joy Welcome back to Leilink here with Basha and Tiana. Join 94.9. Welcome back. You can send us a text on 0427-JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. Head to the joy.org.au Facebook well, website right now. And as I was going to say, you can find our program page on the right-hand side of the, ro- of the street. What am I talking about? On the screen. I don't know where you are. Get back into the. You, you just got distracted. I mentioned. So you mentioned lingerie <laughs> league, and you just got so distracted. Oh dear! So yes, go I've to the, seen the photos online. They're amazing. Look, we're, we're uh, joined in the studio tonight by Mark and Erin from Northern Raiders Women's Gridiron Team. They're here to talk to us about everything to do with women's gridiron here in Australia, and they've been filling us up with all this information. I'm yes, on and, information overload. And we have a very important question. So, what happened to the lingerie league? I'm not too sure where it's at in Australia. Coach might be able to shed a bit more light on it. I don't. Um, <laughs> the looks a little bit. Look, I, I understand that they have a one team in each state, with a hope to create a competition of some description. But it's been in the pipeline for over 12 months and still nothing's happened so I've been too focused on on our brand of football so I haven't overly invested my time in checking out what they're doing but uh, I do believe there's a team here in Melbourne but there's no competition for them. Tian do you know of this team? Have you not googled them? (laughs) No I haven't but I will. (laughs) I I think the thing about lingerie football is that a lot of girls play it or are drawn to it because they don't realise that they have another option they might see the American version on TV and not realise that in Australia we do actually have a full kit version so that's a lot about what we're trying to do as well get out there and let people know that there are other options for them they don't have to be out there playing in their underwear if they don't want to I mean if people want to choose to play lingerie that's fantastic but yeah we'd like to uh, encourage all girls who who really love the sport to get down and give the full kit full tackle version a go and keep your clothes on <laughs> yes I did notice your your padding it has breast padding yeah, cup sizes yes. and it has cup sizes on it which is really it's handy very informative yes yeah it is so when you're looking around the locker room with your <laughs> fellow colleagues you know exactly what cup size they are everyone stands yep uh, (laughs) everyone stands (laughs) well I guess you can't mix up the uh the the, I was gonna say costumes but it's the uh you are you know uh, yeah when you pick up your pads you know if you've got the right ones or not now we have a question from Lisa how did you find learning the rules of the game as opposed to say rugby or AFL yeah I came from an AFL background so I was sort of used to the the contact already so a lot of those rules are similar in, in that you can't tackle too high or tackle too low I think it's just something that you learn by doing so the, the more I played and, and the more I I uh, trained then you pick it up and and I myself watch a lot of the games so I found it wasn't so much learning the rules but just learning the terminology and the lingo and learning all like the little nuances of the game that you don't realize exist until you're actually playing and for those who are interested if, if they want to understand we we play under the NCAA double a rules so if someone wants to google or, or have a bit of a read but there, there's different it's, okay. it is different to the nfl so there are certain uh, rules that uh, don't apply and others rules that do apply but uh, you have to be a part of it to eventually find your feet with it yeah 
Well, so we've got a message from Annabelle. She's saying, how hard can you hit people on the field? Oh, Annabelle, welcome and, uh, to the team. Annabelle, <laughs> I, I need your number. <laughs> she said, this bolt sounds awesome and she wants to play. Now, she's in the northern suburbs. Thank now, you, you guys are doing tryouts. You. <laughs> you guys are doing tryouts. When are the tryouts? The tryouts are Sunday 19th of May. Sign up is at uh, 10 o'clock and kickoff is at 10.30. So, Annabelle, if you are listening now, please do attend. I love your question. <laughs> How can they get in contact with you, Mark? Uh, through our website, through our Facebook page or, or email. So we've got a Facebook page. You can go to www.facebook.com forward slash Northern Raiders or you can email myself at uh, coach.com d-a-u-r-i-a 2012 uh, gmail.com or you can go straight to our webpage and have a look at uh, what we're about at www.nraiders.com nraiders.com and if you forget all that just google women's gridiron melbourne Melbourne, and it takes you straight to i think it's the site that looks after all the governing gridiron victoria yeah and then you can just find the team that you're looking for yep closest to you yeah, but so if Annabelle, you're in the northern to... suburbs, then you want to talk to Mark. Me. Exactly. Correct. So, Annabelle, we're going to see you there. <laughs> now, I mean, you didn't really answer the question. How hard can you hit people? As hard as you want. That's uh, that's the beauty of this Ooh. sport. You are uh, you have the helmet, and you have all the uh, all the protective, protective padding, and that you know that doesn't stop you uh, from from hitting people as hard as you possibly can. I've got got plenty of photos of fantastic bruises just from uh, <laughs> from my own teammates at training. So yeah, once you get out on the field, you can absolutely unleash and and just really uh, lay people out if you want to. So now some people are probably thinking about uh, what kind of safety precautions go in here. So can we talk a little bit about that? How do we look after the ladies on the field? Well, obviously, there are rules. So <laughs> it's not a free-for-all. It's not, not no, allowed to bring a baseball it's not bat. No baseball WWE bat. wrestling or anything like that. So it doesn't, it doesn't get that crazy. But um, yeah, there's certain, certain rules that do definitely apply. At the end of the day, the game, as fiercely as contested the game is, there are rules to ensure that the measures of protection are in place at all times and uh, the equipment they wear are a part of of that as well so you know if there's anything that is not sensible in the sport in in, in game game scenario referees won't hesitate to eject a play if need be if it's a uh, you know a disgraceful play or anything like that my so. mum would not let me if uh, if there wasn't so yeah Mum's I think approval. most mums will be That's like good. that That's good you've got mum's approval see yeah. and that should speak volumes for our listeners I think so yeah, we have a lot of parents that are supportive. They're welcome to come to the club and be a part of our club. Uh, we're mm-hmm. a very family-orientated club. Uh, we've got a men's team. We've got a juniors boys team from 14 to 18-year-old groups. So that's where you see a bulk of their parents uh, attend the club and be a part of the club. And they see their boys develop into, into the men's team. And now that we have this women's team part of this franchise, we, we, you know, we're going to be building a, a family-orientated club. So you know, everyone's welcome. So you're going to be looking at possibly in the future maybe getting a junior female league or some teams or geez that would be fantastic to see oh that'd um, be so cute I guess I guess yeah. <laughs> little padded chicks I guess um, first things first I guess we're trying to establish uh, the women's in yeah. general but if there's an opportunity somewhere down the track and that would be endorsed by the governing bodies then I see why not what we'd need to do is ensure that we develop enough coaches to, to coach players and have enough referees and umpires that can also assist and support 
the games and enough administration and assistant staff at club level on to be part of the committee run you know there's a lot of work that goes in behind the works of the club itself that they would require support but if we have enough people and there's enough interest I can't say why not. So can people train with you and maybe, you know, if they're, let's say, 17 and they're not ready to play, but can they train with you just to get the knowledge and experience? Absolutely. And then, you know, get their fitness and health up and get knowledge of of the sport and then possibly then move once they're... 18 go hey I can now play yeah for sure I'd definitely welcome that if they've got their parental consent and we get that through our club then there's no reason why they can't they you know if they're willing to participate and enjoy the fitness factor and the health factor and the physical factor and they can learn the sport in general then yeah for sure why not so what's the sort of training schedule that you guys have got um, yeah, I'm not too sure how often we're going to be training in, in the preseason, but certainly it was two times a week last season, so I imagine the commitment's going to be around the same. Not too sure of uh, of the days yet either, but yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much the uh, the standard for what we're going to try and uh, and aim for this season, and then just any additional fitness that people want to do out of outside of our training hours. And that training session would go for, what, one hour, two hours? Two to two and a half. Really? That long? Wow. Get involved. That sounds like... It's an education process as well. So we take responsibility in in looking after our players, educating the players, uh, helping their skills and techniques and developing all the hard work early. And then towards the end of each night, they can, you know, we can run a scrimmage, maybe for 10, 15 minutes, half an hour, depending on on their skill sets and level where where the players are at and play offence versus defence and start to develop game style scenarios so uh, that develops further into the season but idealistically I think I'll be looking to go two nights a week and then possibly a week uh, weekend on a Saturday or a Sunday and get this team launched. And how often would you be looking at playing actual matches? Uh, that's the the unknown variable at this stage. If all four teams do commit, then we'll be looking to play every week. Um, there'll so be effectively two matches per weekend. And how long's the season? Um, uh, that's still to be decided by okay. the governing body. That's <laughs> all um, my question. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see something, you know, I think it'll, it'll run very much uh, the same as the junior program. We'll align ourselves with a junior competition. So the junior men's will play and then the women's will play on the same day, that sort of thing. So I could envisage it being somewhere like a uh, 10 to 12 week. Uh, season plus finals. I think we're looking at playing or starting the season around September, October. So September. Yeah. So um, is it mainly a summer? Because I was going to. That was my next question. Is it a summer sport or is it a winter sport? Spring. Spring. It'll be spring for us. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Traditionally, it's a, a winter sport. You've got the the big heavy gear. So you don't be running around in the in the summer too often. But as in the women's season, we uh, we play in the in the men's off season. So that's when we're looking at it. So what are your colours? Uh, we've got the silver, uh, and black. silver and black, which uh, looks snazzy, yeah, pretty mm-hmm. snazzy. As coaches are uh, showing off his Northern Raiders shirt here, <laughs> quite slimming, coach. Mm. <laughs> Thank you. So again, how can people find out more about you? Uh, just pop onto our Facebook page, yep. uh, or to our website. Or just Google Northern Raiders and you'll find us quite easily, you know. And you're in the northern suburbs and Correct. there are other teams around Melbourne and Victoria? Yep, the other, our competitors are based in Footscray, based at Melbourne Uni and based in Geelong. So if people live closer to there, that might be more convenient and they can get onto the Victorian Gridiron website to find out more information about that too. If you have any questions you want to flick our way for the lovely duo that are in our studio, please do so. Send us a text on 0427JOY949 or email at onair at joy.org.au. You're with Basha and Tian. This is our show, Lay Link, and you're on Joy.
And welcome back to Leilinko with Basha Antiana. Join 94.9. Send us a text on 0427 Joy949 or email at onair at If you would like to ask the lovely Erin and the amazing Coach Mark, I'm now calling you Coach Mark, by the way, uh, <laughs> <laughs> any questions about the Northern Raiders women's gridiron team or gridiron here in Melbourne because they're still with us. They haven't left yet because they're having so much fun. We did have a question come in, though. Yes, Eminem sent us a question that uh, she wants to know about the gear. Yeah, so um, we've touched on <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, you guys. <laughs> so we touched on it a little bit. You've got the helmet, which is quite heavy when you first pick it up, but you obviously get used to it the more you try it on and the more you practice with it. It's got the face grill across the front. We also wear a mouth guard while we're playing, so there's that extra extra protection there. And then you go down, you've got the shoulder pads, which also cover the chest region, as we've previously mentioned. The men's pads only cover the tops of their shoulders, but the women's pads come all the way down, so that's uh, something that's a bit different about the, what, the women's uh, gear. What cup size do they go up to? Just out of curiosity. I'm not uh, not too sure. I do know I wear the largest size, but I think they only go an A and a B. So I think it's not. Uh, They're not really true to not, form. Yeah, not exactly. Cup no, bummer. But, uh, yeah. bummer. <laughs> yeah, and then we've got got hip pads as well, and you've got your lower leg pads which slide into your pants, which protect your thighs and also your knees. So you're pretty uh, pretty kitted up and pretty protected the uh, the whole part of your body. Oh, very interesting. Nice, <laughs> nicely covered. Well, yeah. And I mean, uh, I, these I, outfits, are they very expensive? Do the people have to bring them themselves? Do How they does have this work? to, when they come to tryouts, do they have to have a whole kit or can they just come to tryouts and give it a go? Or? Not not for tryouts. Tryouts, they won't be kitted up or anything. It'll be more of just getting a bit of a run around, testing their strengths and physical abilities and skill sets and those sorts of things for the tryouts. So that way we can identify their strengths and weaknesses, what would be their ideal position to play and see what they hope to be able to play and see if we can make that work as well and then after all the hard work is done then we'll actually play some touch football or a flag football type version to finish off the day so none of none of the armor will certainly uh, bring some along so they can get a touch and feel and see what it looks like and what it's all about for sure they're not expected to to have any equipment so if i was sort of playing football up to i was about 16 and i couldn't play football anymore would it be fairly easy for me to move into gridiron well, you would know. You'd yeah, I come. Um, that's my background. I did play football in a boys' league until I was sixteen, and then went over to a women's league before I I came to join Gridiron. So a lot of the skill sets the same. There's the the physical contact and the tackling, the dodging and weaving and, and running are all the same basic skills. But we do actually have a girl that's part of our team at the moment. She's only fourteen, so she can't actually kit up with us. But she uh, comes from a rugby league background and can't play with the boys anymore. So she's come across to hopefully train with us for the next few years and learn, and then uh, then step into the senior squad so I think if you've got a background in, in any kind of sport then you'll pick up gridiron fairly easily yeah, you guys answer questions so well, well we've so. had ladies come from uh, baseball soccer roller derby Aussie rules and rugby I think they've been the five sports that seems to cover the background so and then there's girls that have never yeah. played a sport ever so there's yeah, a that's right there's a good mix there and yeah, there's definitely. still plenty of cheerleading spots available as well exactly <laughs> exactly <laughs> And See, someone has go. to bring the baked goods. That's yes, one thing that's really know. important when we you go to a sporting match. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the orange slices and stuff. Yeah, well, that stuff's important. Yeah, you know? it is. It's very important. When I was yeah. young, all I did was run around with the water bottles. Oh. My favourite job, though. Okay. Nothing wrong with that. Can yeah. also have that help it's too. Fun. People need water. <laughs> yeah, That's it's right. very important. Can't have them de- dehydrating on the field. <laughs> if you do have any follow-up questions for Mark and Erin, how can they email you? 
on coach.dauria2012 at gmail.com uh, or hit our website or Facebook page. Mm. So many ways to get in contact. I know. There are. Now, I mean, we're, we're nearly out of time. <laughs> Hang tight, you're with Basha and Tian. This is our show, Lee Link, and you're on Joy. Welcome back to Lee Link. You're with Basha and Tian on Joy 94.9. You can find random things like photos of Basha and I doing weird shit in the... Oh, pardon me. Weird stuff in the <laughs> studio on our Facebook page. So go to uh, joy.org.au right now and uh, find our program page on the right-hand side of the website and you will, yeah, link up with us on social media. And just so people know, Mark, when will the tryouts again? Next Sunday, 19th. Uh, 10 o'clock come okay. along there we come go. one come all come yes. one come all and well, uh, yeah thank you both for coming in and teaching us about gridiron thanks welcome. so much thanks for having us. us might see you guys down at tryouts Basha maybe no I, I I would bruise just looking at you guys oh no <laughs> I, I can do the baking but uh, no no <laughs> there's nothing wrong with baking I know. Completely I can I can bake and bring stuff and treats, but yeah, I can't do any other stuff. So yes, thank you very much for coming in and sharing with us and I think our listeners enjoyed that. So that website again was nraiders.com and is there a .au on the end? Not just a .com. Just a .com and you can Google them as well. And yeah, that's that's been our show for the night. We didn't get to talk about anything else and I'm completely okay with that. That's all right. We'll just talk about... Who wears the pants in the relationship next week? Next week, Wednesday, 8pm. You've been with Basha and Tian and our lovely guests, Mark and Erin. This is our show, Lay Link, and you're on Joy. This Joycast is a free service brought to you by Joy 94.9. Support Joy 94.9 by becoming a member at joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.